The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, Charlie. Hi, this feels like a very sexy episode of Tofop because you seem to be tucked up in bed <laughs> as we're recording. I am in bed. I might bring a little uh, sleepy time vibe to it because I am currently in just such a weird situation. I am in a house that is completely unfurnished other than the bed that I am laying in right now. There's literally no, you're drinking from a glass. That is a luxury, Charlie, (laughs) that I do not possess in this house that is devoid of anything. No towels. I'm negotiating at some stage having a shower in this house and then using the clothes that I'm already wearing to dry myself off, which kind of defeats the purpose. Like you wash off the dirt and then you rub the dirt back on yourself before you go to bed. But I am currently in the one room that has any furniture, which is a bed. It did not have any pillows. I found some random garden pillows on the roof and have put pillowcases on them and I've propped them up against the wall. And this is where we're recording the podcast today. I mean, it kind of looks like the room is so sparse. If you held up a newspaper... And claim to sort, you know, support some kind of like terrorist regime, and that the U.S. needs to pull out of some country. I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but what you're looking at is literally the most exciting wall in the house. That's the difference. <laughs> like everything else is the. Did you watch any of John Oliver during the time that were in the pandemic lockdown? Because his running joke was he was coming from this white void, and that's what the house I am in. It's just a giant white void, other than what you're seeing in the background. And so you are getting ready for Comedy Festival. Is this the ideal prep to sort of lock yourself in a featureless echo-filled house and drink from well, a toilet bowl because you don't have any cups? Before, luckily I got toilet paper. I, there was no run on toilet paper, so I was able to easily access toilet paper. Um, I don't have a towel because it is Easter Monday when we're recording this, so all the shops were oh. shut, so I couldn't get a towel. Um, so... I, I don't have pillows and, my, and for a little while I, all I had was a pillowcase that I was going to fill with my clothing like like a person who like didn't a have hobo. a home at all and I was going to sleep hobo style on the pillow. You were going to see me. I was going to be podcasting hobo style because the only thing that I could, the only thing that I could lean against was my hobo sack. But then I found these uh, garden cushions on the roof and I've put pillowcases on them and so I'm a step up. Next time we do this, I hope you are doing it by firelight on an empty train carriage with three other kind of <laughs> I mean, hobos. It does, it does rat, feel you know. like at the end of this podcast, I'll just put all the podcast equipment in a sack over my <laughs> shoulder, whistle and just move on with my day. Is it the perfect preparation? No, it mm. is it's probably not the perfect pre- preparation is the actual answer. And it's very funny because... That did not really occur to me until today when I flew into Melbourne and then suddenly I was very aware. I hadn't really thought about the fact that I'd done 
it would have been 25 years in a row last year of doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival. So it's just been a huge part of my life. But in a bigger sense than that, it's just been everything in my life. Like, you know, it's literally my favourite thing to do. It's the heart of my career. More people see me do comedy in Melbourne than see me do comedy in the rest of the fucking world. Like, I would not have the life... I would not have a big empty house with one bed in it, Charlie, if it were not for the people coming to my shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. New show on sale soon. What are you talking about, Will? Um, so, uh, yeah, it's so I, it overwhelmed me a little bit when I walked into the house and there was nothing here and then I was contemplating the fact that tomorrow I got to go back to doing the thing that I like to do the most in the place that I like to do it the most. And it was, there was a moment where I was like, I probably should have spent this first night in a nice hotel. <laughs> I shouldn't be in this really horrible, lonely, Torture. echoey situation. Hostage situation. You've, <laughs> you've made yourself captive in a dark, empty, featureless room because it just gives you the edge. And like, like there's, there's not even like a fridge or like anything, <laughs> like any cooking implements. <laughs> like... I have some room temperature water that I'm drinking out of a bottle because that's all I have to drink out of. For a while, I thought I was going to have to drink out of the watering can. <laughs> Did you see Will Anderson? Yeah, he was drinking out of a hose in his front yard. <laughs> just, well, that would have been a good solution, except I've got no fucking hoses here. I literally would have had to turn on the tap and then lay on the ground under the tap. <laughs> in the garden bed. <laughs> just... Is that the perfect preparation for your show? No, probably not. You're probably right. But is there something to it? Because it looks very Fortress of Solitude. You know, like, you know, when we see the Fortress of Solitude, there's not a lot of features there. It's just like those big crystals, not a lot of artwork. I haven't seen Superman drinking from a cup. Like, isn't that where you sort of go to focus? Maybe this is the source of your power. Here's what I will actually say to you, Charlie, and I can never really say this to anybody because we just don't live in this world. And But... I fucking crave this lifestyle. I love nothing more than just having the few things that I need. Like literally with my computer and like a little bit of equipment and whatever in a bed. Like if I've got Wi-Fi, I can access the world. I'm very happy. Like I can, I can, I can do most of the things that I would like to do with very little equipment. I'm actually, there is a lot of it that I'm just looking around going, why would I need any more stuff than this? I'd like a TV but I don't need one. I can just watch most of the TV stuff on my computer. You know what? You're saying this and I'm hearing in my head like a kind of, like a country song or more like a country rock song, like Blaze of Glory. Because you know Blaze of Glory is all about like, you know, wake up in the morning, I raise my weary head. And it's just like, I'm a gunslinger on my own. I want someone to write like a rock country version, but it's all about your life. Like I've got my laptop and my podcasting gear. <laughs> I'm flying virgin with a mask on. <laughs> oh, man. I flew today. Again, this is not helping my story about, like, you know, um, it, me not being at the best of times. But I did not have an appropriate suitcase because, oh, well, we can update listeners with this. So I was about okay. to drive from Sydney back to, to Byron Bay region. Um, last week and then of course there was a minor outbreak of COVID in the in the local region and they didn't know if it was going to be a major outbreak and luckily it seems like it isn't going to be but um, at the time we did not know that and because I had to go to Melbourne um, I was worried about them 
you know, not letting me into Melbourne to do my shows, so I stayed in Sydney. And that just meant that I, I have also come here with none of the stuff that I need for Melbourne. Like, <laughs> oh, I am yeah. woefully, like today, I was just like, I don't, I don't have a heavy jacket. I don't have like a good jumper. Like nothing that I would need for the time that I am here. And also, I only had this like tiny little suitcase I'd taken to Adelaide for three days. And so today on the plane, I had my tiny little suitcase. And then I had one of those, like, you know, those blue, red and white $2 bags. You yeah, get it yeah, $2. bags. <laughs> like laundry bags. That was, I checked one of those in today and went to the Qantas Lounge. <laughs> How many other people in the Qantas Lounge do you reckon checked in one of those fucking bags under the plane today? I am not doing well. <laughs> And then you just went and lay underneath the drink fountain. <laughs> After a while, you kind of liked it. Sir, we have cups here. No, no, no. This is how I drink now. Ooh, are they real tiles down there? I'm like, just squeeze them here. And if you could just uh, pour, just turn the tap towards me a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> well, that sounds all very depressing, Will. Um, but I've got something that'll pick you up. I've got some... Something to, to bring to the show that'll make you happy. So okay. we're getting through our Patreon messages. I know normally we've been leaving it to the end of the show, but I was like, what the hell, man? Like we've still got, uh, we're in October of 2020. We've still got like, what, five months to sort of get up to speed, five or six yeah. months. So I thought, why don't we dedicate an entire episode to our to our Patreon uh, listeners, as well as the fact that no one in our regular email has sent us anything apart from... I'm assuming some kind of spam, um, someone telling us we're going to hell. But it, at first I was like, oh, this is great. I can read this down the show. But I feel like it's an automated repent message. It's like they don't go door to door anymore. They just send you like an email, like a spam email. I mean, I, I, I would love if it isn't that. I would love if it's someone who specifically thinks that we are going to hell. I mean, I wouldn't have a lot to argue with, really. <laughs> I mean, Depending on your definition of hell. Well, if hell exists in the biblical sense, yeah, yeah. yeah we're both fucked. We're, yeah, we're of fucked. course, absolutely, completely fucking fucked already. No point repenting now, mate. Although we could, though. That's the thing. I'm Catholic. I'll probably get in. Yeah. I, I'll put in a good word with you. I'll say, you're my plus one. <laughs> Sorry, I, Jim. I, I, I got christened. Yeah, like, but, it's not Catholic, but, like, it's still Christian. I still got christened. They still put I some holy Catholics water on me and shit. Are, Catholics are, are then that must be higher than just regular yeah. Christians because well we that's what that's more. a very Catholic thing to think. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of trouble started in the world. If you read some history, I think that I reckon, I reckon if there is a God and He's a biblical God, I reckon He would yeah. give the Catholics maybe not officially, but you know, jobs for the boys. Like mm -hmm. if there's a chance He's got to bring in a few people, I reckon the Catholics. You know, it's like pork barreling. <laughs> You get Catholic barreled. Yeah, but I reckon like if there is a... Well, I guess if it's like the biblical God, it might be like a vengeful, vengeful and judgmental as well as loving God. So I guess there, could, there probably could be some favoritism within the organisation. Well, you got to, you know, jobs for the boys, mate. Jobs for the boys. I mean, i got to say, it is pretty nepotistic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like... Who was going to be the saviour of all mankind? It couldn't be a fucking man. No, it had to be... The son. son of God. Yeah. Couldn't and Mary have opened, sits on his right-hand side. So, right. like, you know, bringing the family in. She's the Ivanka Trump <laughs> of the Holy Trinity. Is she even part of the Trinity? She's not. But she's the Ivanka no. Trump. The Holy Ghost is part of the Trinity. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Don't even get, even get me started. <laughs> uh, well, the reason uh, um, I'm so excited is this first message. This is from 
way, way, way back in October. This is from someone who calls themselves Dasher. And he says, Dear William and Charles, before the rest of my message, I want to thank you both so much for all your entertainment over the years. You have brought me both laughter and comfort when times have been tough. I hope that I can give you some content as a small thank you. In episode 310, you read, see, that's not too bad. That's only 21 episodes ago or 22 okay. episodes ago. In episode 310, you read out an article in The Guardian that was generated by an artificial intelligence language generator, the GPT-3. As it turns out, it is easy to access and play around with the GPT-3 model yourself. AI Dungeon is a game that utilizes GPT-3 to create endless text-based adventures based on your own custom prompts. You can create any scenario you want and see what the AI does with it. It's very entertaining and in a slightly unsettling kind of way. And he's put down two links. I decided to input a scenario involving both of you into AI Dungeon, where is, wherein you run out of ideas for TOEFOP <laughs> and ask the AI for help in coming up with new content for the podcast. You know, why would we need AI when we just have the Patreon messages to read to when we don't have an idea for the show? I mean, this feels like this might be inside an AI. I don't <laughs> really understand what's going on, but I'm already a little spooked out by it. I have pasted what the AI came up with below. The only thing I wrote myself was the first paragraph inside the asterisk, which I'll read. Everything else was generated by the AI. I swear to God, I did not input any of the other names. I won't say anything more. I hope you enjoy it. Okay. okay. So this is what he inputted into the AI, and then they spat out a, uh, a scenario or a script, I guess. Okay. Um, you are Charlie Clawson, and he's misspelt my name. <laughs> <laughs> Phonetically correct. It's phonetically correct. So how do you think the Charlie bit is correct? If you were phonetically to spell Clawson, how do you think you might spell it? Uh, C-L-A-W-S-O-N. Close. C-L-A-U-S-O-N. He just missed uh, one letter there. Anyway, okay. I am Charlie Clawson, co-host of the popular podcast TOEFOP alongside Will Anderson. No problem with spelling there. No. Well, here's what I will say, though. I mean... Popular is probably an overstatement by the AI. <laughs> <laughs> we do all right. <laughs> After over 300 episodes of varying quality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. In which you discuss bins, time travel, and AFL on your non-AFL podcast, oh. you finally exhaust all avenues of entertaining conversation and realize you have no choice but to resort to your last hope. The prospect fills you with dread. But if your ancient podcast is to continue in these uncertain times, you must consult with an omniscient, 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 omniscient artificial intelligence for ideas about how you can save your podcast. Okay. So that is the premise and that is what has been entered into the AI. It begins. The AI has a name, Morpheus. He is an artificial intelligence created by the fictional company Numenta, who specialize in creating intelligence machines that can learn from their experiences. They also make software for analyzing human memories and learning new things through experience. As you sit down at the computer to begin your search for a solution, remember being that we don't have ideas for the show, you suddenly feel like you are being watched. You turn around and see a man standing behind you, staring into your eyes. It's not just any man, though. It is Morpheus himself. Hello, he says. I, Morpheus. You're, you stutter, I guess, us collectively, we stutter at the same time, do you think? You, 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 you're, 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 you're. Still in shock, 
you've, that you've just had a supernatural encounter. Okay, so let's just pause for a second. You and I are doing the podcast. We've sensed that there's someone behind us. It's a dude we've never seen before. He says, hi, I'm Morpheus. What's your first reaction? <laughs> Charlie, do you, do you know Morpheus? Just... I reckon because we have done this show when like, you know, Gemma or Amy been entertaining yeah. or there's been works going on and we have had like complete strangers yeah. walk in on the show, but never once have we stopped. We just, I reckon Morpheus would appear and we would look at him, acknowledge but not break stride. We would keep going with the podcast because we've done it so many times. I think that I would assume that like, yeah, Amy and Gemma had a friend called Morpheus and they had decided it would be really funny because they knew we were podcasting if Morpheus went down and introduced himself to us as Morpheus. And that's that was what was happening. That would be my most likely scenario if a dude called Morpheus just came and said, hi, I'm Morpheus. I'd be like, how do you know Amy and Gemma? <laughs> Okay, so the AI continues. Um, the ghost of Christmas future, he says, as some people call me, I help the hosts of the Tofop podcast with their problems. Okay, okay, so Morpheus is the ghost of Christmas future. You can help with the podcast, you ask, and I'm assuming from now on the you is a collective. <laughs> Should we say it together on the count of three? One, two, three. You can help. Yeah, help him do it. <laughs> you can help with the podcast. <laughs> oh, was the chaos. You're <laughs> Cut. Let's go again. First positions. <laughs> it would be my pleasure, says Morpheus. I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss, won't we? Morpheus presses a button on his wristwatch. Instantly, a portal opens up in front of you, in which he walks. Well, that's weird grammar by the uh, AI. <laughs> well, he says, I hate to break your momentum... But a decision must be made. Care to come with me? Oh, okay, cool. So Morpheus is like the Rufus to our Bill and Ted. Okay, yeah, no, I'm into this. I, I, that, that was kind of the vibe I was getting from Morpheus anyway. Without hesitation, you walk into the portal. When you wake up, you find yourself in front of a flashing number one on a screen. Mm -hmm. Looking around, you find yourself in a barren room with a single chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sitting in the chair is Will Anderson. He doesn't look happy. <laughs> Mind fucking blown. I did not pre-read this, Will. I just read the first few lines and thought this will be great. I had no idea it would get so meta. Oh, my God. Sitting in the chair is Will Anderson. Yeah. He doesn't look happy. No. Welcome to the show, Will says. Now, let's get started. Where it's, are the other guys? That is... That is also how I start all conversations. I just say to people, welcome to the show, and then I start talking. Welcome to the show, Bill says. Now let's get started. Where are the other guys? Mm. Morpheus brought him here, you say. I don't know. Hang on. <laughs> welcome to the show, Will says. Now let's get started. Where are the other guys? Morpheus brought him here, you say. I don't know. All right. Mm. So that's not... It's not entirely uh, out of character for you and I to say a sentence that doesn't make any sense at all. Absolutely no sense at all. Great, says Anderson, or I'm assuming this other yep. version of Anderson. Great, says Anderson. Shit just got real. <laughs> One of your other <laughs> One of famous sayings. I can't stop saying shit just got real. Because you know what? A lot of times in life, shit gets real. Sometimes you'll see fake shit, and at other times, shit gets real. Shit gets real. Often real shit. Every time I actually do a shit, I go, that shit just got real. 
<laughs> it was just a thought flush. in my head. <laughs> <And> <laughs> no, now it's materialized. <laughs> Suddenly the door behind you slams open. That's an interesting choice of grammar. Yep. AI. The, uh, I'm not sure the intelligence and artificial intelligence is warranted in this case. Suddenly behind the door I mean, you can slam a door open. You can slam a door open, right? Can you slam a door open? I mean, you wouldn't normally say it that way, but you can actually slam a door open. If you threw a door open, like if you opened a door violently, how would you describe that? Threw a door open. Smashed a door open. Yeah, but there's no standard phrase. So slam a door open could actually work. But does, yeah, I guess you're right. Technically, because to slam is to bring two objects together at high velocity. Like a body slam. So you're just slamming the door against the wall or something. The wall. or Yeah. You know what, Charlie? You fucking like, you have to like get through the door as quick as possible because shit just got real. <laughs> Suddenly the door behind you slams open and you turn around to see a hooded figure walk in. Again, we're doing the podcast. <laughs> Morpheus has just left. We're like, okay, guess that guy knows Gemma or Amy. And then the door slams open. <laughs> we turn around. There's a, there's a hooded figure. How do you react? Is it time for Friday Night Footy? Are you from the Hilltop Hoods? You instantly know who it is, despite the fact his face is covered by the hood. Will, do you want to guess who it is? It's someone in the Topop universe. Russell Crowe. It's Mike. I'm assuming Podcast Mike. Oh, Podcast Mike or AI Mike Hell, perhaps, oh, depending that on... makes more sense, especially right? if we've walked through a portal into a virtual reality. Yeah. He walks up to you, pulls the hood off his head and displays a large M cut into the side of his head. Okay. Let's do this, he says. So begins Morpheus's plan to save Tofop. Yeah, I'm in. So far, not like the most incoherent episode of Tofop ever. No, and also I, I want to see where this story goes. The episode begins as normal with you, Will and Mike in the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty smart AI because it could be Mike Hal or Podcast Mike. You didn't use a prefix, which lets you get away with it. Yeah, exactly. Hello, and thanks for watching the show, says Anderson. Again, our <laughs> traditional opening to Tofop. <laughs> Hello, and thanks for watching the show. I think we need to adopt that somehow. Maybe that can be <laughs> the Fofop. Maybe now we're both well, wearing Fofop. Well, that could be the Fofop <laughs> greeting. Hello, and thanks for watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe like at the top of Tofop episodes, when you say everyone relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson. And I say, and I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> Hello, and thanks for watching the show. <laughs> I, know, I need a catchphrase. Hello, and thanks for watching the Mate, show. And of course, nothing, shit just got real. <laughs> My other popular catchphrase. <laughs> Uh, what's going on? What's going on, you ask? I don't even know, says Will. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Bang on the money. I don't even know, says Will, that I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> you are just a fucking one-line machine. <laughs> I wish that this is how I spoke at all times. I wish I was just so cool. Do you reckon I could do it? Like if I was just like tomorrow, like I'm not going to see a heap of people tomorrow. <laughs> if just during the day I tried to in every interaction come up with some cool line. I don't, I, I don't know you get away with it. I, 
depends. I mean, I reckon you get away with saying a cool line, but could you say it coolly? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I don't have to say it coolly. I just have yes, to say a cool do. line. No, I don't. I can say like, oh, got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> like, like, good. like Jerry Lewis. Oi, oi. Well, don't worry, says Morpheus. You'll all be glad I came along when I get through. What? Asks Will. Who yeah. the hell are you? <laughs> it's Morpheus, man. I'm your Gemma's friend. My name is Morpheus. I'm the spirit of the future. Wait, what? Asks Will. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I'm so stoned. <laughs> In this scenario, I'm like, what's going on? Who's what? Who's from the what future? It means this, says Morpheus. As a portal opens up behind him, he begins to step through it. No, stop, yells Will as he's dragged into the portal. Shit, says Mike as he pulls out a gun and aims it at him. This is like, by the way, this is like every dream I have at the moment. Like, oh, really? I, for whatever reason, I am in a period of time with my dreams where I'm always getting in these convoluted, like, scenarios that are kind of, like, trippy. Like, I go through different dimensions and shit. And this just sounds exactly like one of my dreams. This will be great tonight when I'm alone in the one bed in this empty house, like, trying to fall asleep before my show. And I'm getting sucked into another portal by fucking Morpheus, the fucking future robot or some shit. I don't know, but it's not you. It's a, it's an alternate version, universe oh, version of you. Because okay. you and I are still, I believe, while all this is going on, me, you, and Mike, because uh, this is in our podcast studio, we're observing this. So shit, says Mike, as he pulls out a gun and aims it at Anderson. Mike, what the hell are you doing? Asks Anderson. Put that gun down. Shut up, yells Mike. <laughs> fires at Anderson. He misses. Dropping the rifle, he quickly grabs the phone that's plugged into the sound system and begins punching in the numbers. Call the cops. Call the cops, he says. And, and he does so. Uh, as he does so, you reach into your pocket and unlock your phone. <laughs> Inside is a single bullet. As soon as Anderson finishes punching in the numbers, you pull it out and aim it at him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. I always knew this how it would end. <laughs> Mike, what the hell are you doing? Asks Anderson. I think there's a glitch in the AI. It seems to be repeating the last action beat. Uh, call the cops, repeats Mike. Fucking idiots, says Morpheus as he grabs the phone from Anderson. No, screams Will as he's pulled into the portal. The three of you watch as the portal is closed. Anderson is gone and so is Morpheus. In his place is an empty chair. Crap, says Mike as he checks to see if Anderson is still in the room. He isn't. That was the greatest episode of the greatest podcast ever, says, the voice, says a voice. And the best is yet to come. You turn around, confused. The voice is Morpheus. He has returned. He is, in fact, in the very chair that Will was sitting in. The end. I mean, okay. Where was I in all that shit? I didn't get <laughs> a did line. Not, I was in it twice. You, you barely <laughs> featured. Mike got more airtime than you. Mike was all over it. Couldn't stop talking what? about fucking Mike. <laughs> what the fucking... I don't understand what happened there. AI, how come I got... I, got, I mean, is this like... An edited version? Is there like a director's cut or something where I at least get a line of dialogue in my own Release podcast? the Snyder Cut. Release the <laughs> Snyder Cut. Re release the GPT-3 cut. You're the cyborg. You had no oh backstory God. in the original. <laughs> well, Dasha, that was uh, fantastic. Maybe we can um, we can play with that in the future. I'm going to click on that link and find out more about this AI, but that was uh, that's excellent stuff. Um we're going to plow through a few more because Dash didn't leave his address. And as you know, Will, 
uh, we like to reward our Patreon subscribers who write us letters by giving away fridge magnets. That's right. I ordered about 500. Uh, we keep them laughing God. so they keep you living fridge magnets and they're burning a hole in my pocket. I just got to give them away. Uh, so if you are a Patreon subscriber and you want to win one of those, all you got to do is uh, send us a message and we'll get to it in about 12 months time. <laughs> no, we're going to fly through these. Okay. This is from Nero. Will and Charlie, or is it Chili? Maybe 2B grade, the OC of a name. Have you realised that you have indoctrinated us all into a TOEFOP financial scheme? Patreon members pay to hear their letters much later and to a much smaller audience. I love it. Yeah. Probably at this point, months ago, you discuss celebrities who work together and either have nothing to do with each other or hate each other. If, after some irreconcilable fight, you two are forced to continue working together, what would the podcast sound like? Cheers, Oren. Firstly, I love this universe that exists that somehow this would be worth doing if we weren't friends. <laughs> like That would be brilliant. I'd trade in our friendship in a second to be in a universe where we financially had to keep this despite the fact that we hated each other. You know, like that's like... What a, what a beautiful universe of chocolate fountains that would be. I don't know that it would sound... You know what I think it would sound? It would sound a bit less uh, of uh, two old mates uh, having a comedy conversation. It would sound more like, what's in the news today? It would sound like a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. Oren, uh, good message. You've got, a, uh, you've got some uh, fridge magnets coming your way. You're in the States though, so that might take some time and cost us a fortune. Uh, this is uh, from Deborah. Hey guys, I'd love to sign up to your newsletter, but I tend to get easily overwhelmed and I need to know if there's an unsubscribe option if I need it. Is there? <laughs> I heard Charlie say this week that, you, uh, that you're behind about 100 Patreon letters, so I hope you can answer this before next year. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no. Deborah, we did not April. get to it. It's April. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and you can unsubscribe um, from our newsletter. If you want to subscribe to our newsletter, it's a great way of keeping up to date with all the shows we do at TOEFOP. Plus, we, uh, uh, we let you know about upcoming events. For instance, uh, Will is doing the Comedy Festival. And if you're a Patreon subscriber and want a discount, um, there's a link to it in our newsletter. Uh, 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 that's for our Patreon subscribers. When does your show start, Will? Uh, well, uh, when people are listening to this, it possibly will have already started. But Tuesday... April the 6th is the first night I'm doing 12 shows and I have just announced, it, it may be on sale by the time people are hearing this, that on the final Saturday night of the festival at 10.30 at night at the Comedy Theatre, I will be doing a one-off show of my improvised stand-up show, What You're Talking About, Will, because there was just a whole bunch of people who were requesting that I would do that, people who come and see my show every year but have already seen Will Legal, which is the show that I'm doing at the Art Centre. Um, they were like, we'd love to come and see you do something. So one, one show only, 10.30 at night Saturday night we'll have a party on the last Saturday of the festival alright this is from uh, Ta uh, Tamazin dear Will and Charlie I've been with you from the beginning from Pam Ayres to Kathy Bates and time travel and I've loved it all I'm a new Patreon member and want to support you both to continue producing great content one of the things I love about the podcast is shout outs to new TV shows or movies. I have often actively watched something based on your discussions and have had a very similar taste in shows and TVs and movies. Not superhero shit though, Christopher Nolan excluded. I want to ask if you've watched the Netflix series Dark. Will, have you watched it? I have not, no. 
I don't know anything about it. Uh, I think you might like it. I was obsessed with it and I binged three series back to back. I love all your work. All the best, Tamazin. Uh, have you seen anything good lately? Uh, what have I been watching lately? Uh, uh, I, I, Top Chef is back on. So I watched the first episode of Top Chef the other day because I love Top Chef. Um, I, what have I, I, don't, I don't think I've watched anything that I... I, I watched, you know what we did watch? We watched a documentary about Oster, Oscar Pistorius. Yeah. You know, the, the, have you watched yeah. that? It's on like Amazon Prime. Okay, so it's like they do it as a, it's like a four-part series. So the first episode is all about like, you know, his athletic success and sort of tells the story of him. And then the next three episodes are about, you know, when he shot his girlfriend and the trial and, you know. And I said to Amy, because Amy had never heard of him. Like she literally, she's not interested in sports and she just never heard about him. And she said, what's that about? And I said, well, he was like a, you know, he had no legs. And he, I actually said, it's a story about a one-legged man who shot his girlfriend. That's not true at all. Like he had like both legs for a start. And it's it's such an oversimplification of, of what the story is. I thought I knew that story. But watching that four-part documentary, I was super surprised by how little of it I actually fully understood at the time. So you got to learn shit and stuff? It's interesting. Stuff. It's super fucking interesting. Like I, I, I found it really good. What about you? What have you been watching? I uh, am way into the uh, Amazon Prime uh, AFL documentary, Making Their Mark. I love this series. I think it's so great. And I love a good sports documentary. I thought The Last Dance last year was, was awesome. This isn't quite on that level, but for someone who's grown up following AFL, I've never really had an insight into like club life. I don't quite know what it's like. And this is such a fly-on-the-wall um, series where – you really just get a, a, such a strong sense of each of the – to the point where I am now taking more interest in the clubs that are featured this season in football, which is a good thing because Saints are fucking playing terribly. But I think it's so amazing. And the, the character that I love the most um, is Steve Coniglio, the captain of the GWS Giants, who when they made this series had just been made captain. He was one of their best players, and this was a big step up for him. And he is just the sweetest, most lovely, good Italian boy who just wants to do well. And he has a year from hell. And it is absolutely soul-crushing. It's some of the most compelling drama that I can remember seeing in the last 12 months is seeing him go through the challenges of not only, you know, the pandemic, which we all went through, but, you know, taking on the captaincy and having all this expectation and then not meeting standards. And then there is this, and this spoilers, but there is a heartbreaking scene where he is... Um, told that they're going to drop him. He's the captain of the club. It's really rare for that to happen in the AFL. And it is so emotional. Like you can see him fighting back tears. It's it's absolutely spellbinding television. So that's what I've been obsessed with the last couple of weeks. A young man having his heart ripped out. That's what you've been yeah. enjoying. Oh my God, Will. I love <laughs> this it is. young, innocent, uh, pillar of the community, like incredibly successful young man. You've been enjoying Torn a documentary about the worst year of his life when it all went wrong. And you've been sitting there with popcorn, like next to your TV going, bring me more. Yes, I will watch the next episode. Something even more terrible will happen to him. Well, it is actually, I mean, there's a little element of truth in that because... You do just assume because this dude is like, he's a footballer, he's good looking, he's the cat, like his life must be absolute gravy. And then you're watching like, I would not swap places with him for anything. That year that he had last year was just diabolical. How would you feel 
about if they took like the worst year of your life. It can be any year of your adult life, but the worst year of your adult life and it was filmed forevermore. How would you feel about that? I guess it depends how I came out of it. Like if the Giants are not winning a flag, I'm sure this will be like a great, you know, story to tell. But, you know, if it is the worst moment of your life and you never recover from it, I could very readily blame the documentary for ruining my life <laughs> because, you know, they always say like, you know, therapists and psychologists will always tell you to let go of the past because it can't be changed. It doesn't exist anymore. It's just a concept. It does exist. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and there's music put to it and they zoom in close on your face as you're trying not to cry. Yeah, like, like it's that shit ain't going away. It's worse than my memory of it. I lived through yeah. it, but th- this is worse. There was like no music and no close up in my perspective. I I was just looking at a wall. Now I'm looking at my heartbreak on fucking my big screen TV. I can barely make love to my beautiful girlfriend in my giant waterbed in my mansion. I'm watching it on this giant TV that I won for being the best player on ground back when I was a good player before this documentary ruined my life. Uh, this is from Tom. He's like, hey, fellas. Uh, that's not what he says. He says, Tofop, here's another tantalizing Tofop tidbitty. Uh, not- <laughs> he says, hey, fellas. But no, you've just gone with a guess of what would be the most likely thing. And you decided it would be, hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. Uh, he says, um, uh, it's not really a tantalizing toe-flop uh, toe tidbit, but I'm a sucker for following protocol. I wanted to get a Sheriff Charlie ruling on a matter, a parenting goal plus some bin chat. First thing, the parenting goal. I have the everyone read facts sting as my message tone on my phone, and every time my kids are in the car and I get a text a text message, the kids join in with Charlie saying, ba-ba-ba-ba-da-ba-ba, or something like that. I can't remember how the facts <laughs> theme went. Now, I'm not saying these need to be the first words out of Iona's mouth, but they need to be pretty close. Well, that will never happen because she's never listening to this show and I can't remember how that little <laughs> jingle goes. Now to, get to Sheriff Char- now to get Sheriff Charlie in the mood, some bin chat. One morning as I was placing some extra items in both my normal and recycling bins I'd put out the night before, yep. I saw someone had driven around the night before and placed two, one in each bin, large plastic bags full of wood cutoffs. Now, I have no issue with people placing things in my bin once it's out on the street, but placing inappropriate materials is surely a crime fitting the harshest penalty. I promptly removed both bags from the bins and disposed of it in the next hard rubbish collection. Well, that's a bloody, you're a bigger man than I. I would have just strewn it across some <laughs> random driveway, having profiled somebody, some teenagers. <laughs> Tip, tip the bag of it out your window on some teenagers at the roundabout outside your house. To make matters worse, I got the feeling we were not the only bins targeted. Mm. I'm, sh- I'm unsure who the culprit is. Someone deconstructed uh, an entire house. That's what you got to look for. Somewhere <laughs> there used to be a house and there isn't a house anymore. Uh, I'm sure unsure who the culprit is, but I welcome a joint investigation using the TOFOP head bin detective. Okay, now I've seen some behaviour around my local neighbourhood. I would like to get Sheriff Charlie's input on it. I was approaching some traffic lights on my way home from work and a middle-aged couple were crossing the road in front of me as the traffic lights turned amber. The traffic light turned red and the little green man said they could walk but they were already across the road so I had to sit and wait uh, and a red 
I had to sit and wait at a red light that they had caused whilst they were off on their merry way down the street. Is this acceptable behaviour or worthy of mild, medium frustration? I don't. That doesn't bother me. Does waiting at the lights bother you? I like that. That's when I can sort of like turn up the music or like take some time. Don't have to really think about the, my impending death. As long as I am not in a rush to anywhere, I have no problem about being in traffic. Like, you know, as in like if I've got plenty of time up my sleeve, traffic does not bother me at all. I guess when it suddenly, when you're like, you've got that pressure of going, I'm going to be late for this thing. Traffic can be a little bit more frustrating. But no, in general, I, I don't think I am super frustrated by it. No. I mean, I do get road rage, but that wouldn't bother me, especially if they're a middle-aged couple. Depends. If they're my neighbours, my downstairs neighbours, I'd fucking go berserk. Well, <laughs> I, I, I probably err too far the other the side. Like, you were in the car with me when a woman ran into my car. Oh, fuck that. And, right, yeah. like... She, anyway, it turns out that she, like it didn't really do a lot of damage to my car and like her car, I, I've, I've thought about this a bit since because the back of her car was pretty fucked up. And you fucked her up good, man. Yeah. Your car won that fight. Well, but I'm not sure that it did because oh. like, cause she ran into me and I think that she might've already pre-existed had like, some, because there's not enough damage to my car and that bit of my car is not so sturdy. Like it isn't actually like a... Like it's a plasticky Solid. sort of, you know, bit of yeah. bit of the car. So I just can't see there's any way that that damage could have been done by my car. So I think that like, because it turned out she didn't have insurance. And I think the reason she didn't have insurance is she keeps getting into accidents <laughs> and no one will give her insurance. Her car looked like it was a like a white barina or something, but it looked like crumpled up toilet paper. Like it was so bashed up, it did not have the shape of a car. It was just crinkles. And so I was out talking to her and she's explaining that she doesn't have any insurance. And I was just like, I don't want to ruin, you know, this poor woman's life, you know. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll just let it go. And Amy gets mad at me when I don't use the horn in the car, like ever. Yeah. Like, so I think I'm the, I'm the opposite. I, no, I think your response was uh, proportionate to the incident. Because initially it sounded worse than it was. When we got out of the right. car, I was expecting to be a lot more damage. And it would have been a pain in the ass. You were just doing some kind of time management in your head. You're like, well, if I pursue this, how fruitless is it going to be? She clearly, you know, is not going to be able to do this easily. And it's not enough damage. And it's a fucking car. Like, that's why they have bumper bars. I reckon that was the right response. Uh, no, I agree. I, I don't regret it. But I, I'm just like, that is always my, would be my natural response. Is like, well, she didn't mean it. Like, you know, like, you know, it was an accident and her car's more fucked up than my car was fucked up. So I don't want to ruin her life. Uh, this is from Simon. To my dear presenters, Joe Anderson and Charlie Rogan. The latest episode of Fofop with Hamo was an absolute burst of sunshine today on my morning COVID Victoria lockdown walk. Having you describe the QAnon devotee reminded me of the times I've had to endure landmark forum cult followers trying to convince me that I've been doing it all wrong. I'm also it also reminded me of how much I miss seeing you doing Tofop Fofop live and can't wait for, fingers crossed, Melbourne Comedy Festival 2021. Well, we've got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> the Comedy Festival's happening. No live podcast. But at some stage, we will return to the to the stage and do a live live show. We the definitely hallowed, will. The hallowed stage. The hallowed podcasting yeah. stage. <laughs> Any chance of you doing <clears throat> a Zoom session with Will, Charlie, Justin, Dave, Gareth and Dixie as a Christmas special? Would happily donate extra Patreon to make this a thing. 
Peace, fellas. Your long-time listener, Simon. That's actually a pretty good... We don't do, like, Christmas episodes, but I reckon we could rope those guys in, you know, at the end of the year. I mean, let's fucking... You know, we make a lot of big bloody proclamations on this show, but I think they'd be down for that. Like, a, it's a Tofop Live, but live via Zoom for Christmas. Yeah, we could do some special event and get everyone involved. I think that'd be a really cool thing to do. I'm very excited to be working with Deeksy again. Like, we, He's recorded a new uh, uh, voiceover for Fofop. And it was just nice to be back in... I, I worry that one day I'll email him and I just won't hear back because he's like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, find out that he had some kind of brain aneurysm that made him do, work with us for like six years, but now he's over it. But no, he's such a generous guy. And I mentioned the fact that we're talking about doing, doing more live stuff in the future and he's, he's bang up for it. So that would be very, very exciting. Yeah, and I will say that also that because Charlie is now doing uh, faux pas as well with different people, and the first episode with Adam Zouar, I had to listen to, and I thought was ap- it, like it was so fun to listen to. Like I didn't know how right. I was going to feel about like listening to it. To be honest, after doing like three hundred and twenty episodes or whatever of it by myself, like to hear you in there, and I was like, what's this going to be like? <laughs> and you know, how is it going to be different to what we do? And and I thought Adam was such a great guest. Like he has a great way. I mean, you can tell he's a writer, but mm. he has a great way of encapsulating an idea in a very um, easy to understand sort of nugget. And he had some great stories. And <laughs> I, I, I just thought there was a lot of, and you were fantastic. I just thought the conversation between the two of you worked really well, but I love Dixie's new intro and yeah, the whole thing. It was great. Well, I'm glad you liked it. It's been mostly positive feedback. I have seen a little bit of negative feedback. There it yeah, seems well, to be some, some panic just, you know. online that people think that because I'm doing faux fop that you are no longer doing it. Rest assured, Will will still do faux fops. Uh, we're just going to alternate or sometimes we'll double up. But we're still, we're both doing it. My episodes don't erase the 300 plus episodes that Will's done, nor does it stop him doing future episodes. I'm just getting in on the action. There's a new episode up with Daniel Sloss this week. Daniel Sloss and I are talking and Justin will be back in a couple of weeks. And um, No, no, there's heaps of those to come no no worries about that but we're just going to do it at a level where like i think what you're going to bring to it is fantastic like i love that that sort of faux fop world has expanded it makes complete sense really it's like faux fop somebody you know online who was complimentary about it was saying it just makes complete sense faux fop is where you guys are doing the show without the other person and that's what it's always been that universe it existed because you weren't able to do the show that's why faux fop existed in the first place and then it became its own thing but i love that it's now a space where you can create your own world and have relationships with your own guests and sometimes they'll probably be the same guests like there'll probably be Mm. episodes you can hear you know charlie talk to dave anthony rather than me talk to dave anthony or whatever it is and i love that that expands it but it also like it was killing me like trying to do (laughs) like like philosophy and that every fucking week and this and the footy podcast like it was just a lot of fucking energy and time put into something that i love doing but like has a limited financial reward when i am in a time in my life where i have some difficulties financially and i need to probably concentrate on doing some fucking work that pays my bills and uh one of the podcasts you do is philosophy who's on this week will (laughs) (laughs) you just said how much you want to kill yourself doing podcasts (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, some philosophy. Sometimes, sometimes I, I think maybe I've been doing a few too many lately because there was a period of time the other day where I was like, I'm not going to do any of them anymore. I'm done. Like I was having a tension with myself. I'm like, you're the only person who makes you do this shit, man. Um, yeah, uh, well, lots of you this week. I've had actually, speaking of putting out extra podcasts, we'd actually been putting out a whole bunch. So there was Nina Oyama and then there was Nellie Thomas. And uh, this week there is Michelle Brazier and also Judith Lucy will be out later this week. So there's a whole bunch of incredibly funny and uh, talented Australian women on the show in the last couple of weeks. And Two Guys One Cup is obviously uh, back with the AFL M season starting again. Um, uh, my club uh, just finished uh, uh, Josh McConville talking about the Suns was the last episode so you can go back and listen to the entire season of my club which is now complete or you can just tune in each week as I get progressively more depressed as I watch my team implode I honestly for a second forgot that you had a podcast called my club and when you just went my club just finished I was like well that is pretty defeatist but it did look like they finished (laughs) it looked like they were done You can find it all at tovop.com. Well, this is from Brad. Hi, guys. I've been listening to all of your podcasts since 2014. Thanks a bunch for all the free entertainment. I'm an unemployed Aussie who's stuck in Europe and I can't get home. But today I found out that I've secured an awesome job in Vienna, Austria. Well, you know, as they say, if you can't get to Australia, get to Austria. (laughs) Close enough. You're almost there, mate. Just a couple more letters. To celebrate, I thought I should finally bite the bullet and give to your Patreon, both this one and Philosophy. I want to tell you about the time I saw each of you in person. Charlie, at a Melbourne Comedy Festival stand-up gig a few years ago. I think it was Bart Freeban, a free band at the Imperial Hotel. The fact that I couldn't even pronounce his name uh, tells me that it wasn't that because I, I don't know who Bart is. I'm sure he's fantastic, but I have never seen him at the Imperial Hotel nor any other stage in Australia. I was going to say, Bart is fantastic and I really love Bart, but I could not imagine you going to a Bart gig. I realised that you were sitting behind me in the crowd. I kept looking back during the show to see if you were laughing too. Sorry about that. Might have been creepy. Well, you know, you should apologise too. It was that guy who wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever it was that you think was Charlie, that's who you owe the apology to. (laughs) Will. I saw you amongst a bunch of other comedians one night at the shelf, uh, Justin Hamilton and Adam Richards thing. Uh, being a daily weed smoker, I usually always get high before going to see stand-up. So I thought about how cool it would be to smoke weed with the great Will Anderson. Earlier that day, <laughs> I set to work rolling the fattest green spiff I've ever made. It was so big, it could have put a male porn star to shame. <laughs> Only the best for Will. During the gig intermission, I waited until you crossed the back of the room so I could intercept you to say how much I love Tofop, saying that I was heading out to smoke a joint if you'd like to join. <laughs> Sharing drugs from strangers is obviously a bad idea, so you politely decline. (laughs) From memory, I think you pretended that Amy didn't want you to get high. Liar. (laughs) Well, that if if I did say that, then that is an absolute lie because, like, one of my favorite things about doing that gig, and you know, I I probably can't say this, but like, that venue would be very liberal to turning a blind eye to the fact that people were smoking in the stairwell. That's all I will say. I'm not saying they would condone it. I'm just saying that they would be very liberal in looking in the opposite direction. And so it was one of those gigs where I probably was not in any need of it. Yes, Amy is probably more against me sharing drugs with complete strangers than she is about me having the drugs, I think. 
I smiled and said, no worries, hiding the disappointment in my heart. I then went back to the smoking area with my mate and we smoked that fatty like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, again, I'm not saying that the venue endorses that sort of thing, but they tend to look in the opposite direction. Yeah, you and your buddy go and smoke that giant phallus, phallus of a joint like there's no tomorrow. Go for it. Well, I apologize for that. I will say also at those shelf nights, I often just had a lot going on. So I, on, on another occasion, I would it would have been my great pleasure, uh, particularly in these pandemic times, <laughs> to take something from a stranger's wet lips and place it to my own wet lips. That seems like a very sensible thing to do. Back in my seat after intermission, all I remember was laughing until I cried. Then I went and bought a tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. All things considered, it was still a great night. Anyway, thanks to entertainment over the years. And if you're ever in Vienna and need a weed hookup, I'll be happy to help. Cheers. Dr. Hall. PhD doctor, not MD, but I'm a doctor nonetheless. Counts. Traditional doctor clap. I cannot um, clap because I have no mic stand because I'm laying on a bed. Ooh, also, Will, can you please get Dave Anthony back on Fofop? I'm so keen to hear his response to the US election shit show. Well, yes. you're in luck, man, from the past. <laughs> <'Cause that laughs> exactly. Happened. There are plenty of episodes where that exact same thing happened until Charlie came along and ruined Fofop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Craig. Hi, Will and Charlie. Episode 312. We're getting there, Will. We're getting closer. We're within 20 episodes. <laughs> I love how you keep saying that, like, that's good. We do weekly episodes. That's, like, nearly half a year. Uh, your episode 312, Tubular Balls. Long-time listener and first-time oh. patron, first-time TOEFOP responder. I did just send this same message via email uh, before this patron message because who can work out which method is faster? So heads up, you might have read this one before. Oh. Yeah, okay. We might have read this. Well, you know, why don't we just do a little... Uh, we'll do a little flat. This is a flashback episode of Letters. I've read this before. I apologize. But the imagery of Charlie trying to start a conversation with that guy about how scrotums are affected by gravity stronger than Earth's and getting absolutely nothing in response was hilarious enough. But nothing better demonstrates how Tofop is a comedy conversation between two old mates uh, uh, that you, that you t that's turning on the same topic into the majority of the content for an episode. Your funny little internet radio show. Well played, both of you. It also makes me wonder how many other to perfect TOEFOP topics and conversation starters Charlie tries on with other, peop other people other than Will and gets weird looks in response. Maybe next parking inspector confrontation, channel your best rigs from Lethal Weapon, Crazy Vibe, and ask him about balls and extra gravity. Regards, Craig. We have touched on this a few times, not just uh, with this letter if we read it before, but do we have TOEFOP conversations outside of TOEFOP? Occasionally, most often in front of our partners, which never goes well. But then there's other times, there's other friends of mine who maybe haven't even, haven't listened to the show, but aware it's like a rambly bullshit kind of conversation podcast. And if I'm at a party or a dinner party or hanging out and I get onto a, hey, have you guys thought like, what happens if like Batman, uh, you know, wrote a pogo stick instead of driving the Batmobile? And one of them will say, all right, mate, this isn't TOEFOP. That does happen to me occasionally. Yeah, it happens to me a lot. And that's why I'm just like, well, fuck it. I'll go and do a TOEFOP then. <laughs> I'm not just wasting this gold on this is like a free show like normally like thousands of people all around the world fucking enjoy this shit you're getting it for free up close and you don't even like it will storms out slams the door open heads for his car <laughs> shit just got real uh this is from rebecca dear tofop i can't even get into if it's a tofop tantalizing tidbit 
because I might be a year behind and might be a tad drunk. But hey, public holiday tomorrow. Yay. Well, you know, that. I mean, if I'd read this out a week ago or three days ago, that would have been perfect time. <laughs> it would have been a timeless letter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I apart, from, apart from that we didn't do it at the right time, it would have been timeless. <laughs> I love Dofop and all the other shows. I've listened to every episode, seen Will numero times, and so sad that the 2020 shows were cancelled, but I can't wait to rebook my ticket. Both of you are what keeps me going daily, so thank you. I love the podcast, so I hope to see it soon. Uh, refer to previous correspondence about if you'll see us again at the Comedy Festival, um, but you should go see Will's show. Uh, Will's show, Will Eagle, uh, now playing yeah. at the Melbourne International. Now playing Festival. at the Arts, th- at the Playhouse at the Arts Centre. It's very fucking posh so come along and see that very comfortable seats and uh i'm very proud of the show and then what you're talking about will the final saturday night at the comedy theater 10 30 at night one show only i'm hoping that it will sell very quickly uh well our final letter for this evening comes from amber hello fellas i'm listening from the usa well actually it's just the essay these days today is our election day so i'm trying to stay positive <laughs> And listen to all my funny podcasts. Your new episode dropped today. I'm only a couple of minutes in and you've already filled my day with joy. I've learned a lot of new terms in Australian English. And my new favourite is singlet, which is being worn by (laughs) podcast Mike. Singlet. Just the little things, isn't it? You know what they call a singlet in France? (laughs) A royale and a singlet. (laughs) I don't know what podcast Mike looks like, but I'm going to imagine him and everyone else enjoying their reprieve from the COVID lockdown by throwing on a shiny singlet and wrestling a crocodile (laughs) after enjoying a Foster's beer, then following it by cuddling a koala. Thanks for the laughs. Take care. Uh, Yeah, that's one of those things uh, that you wouldn't really think of. Like it's it's what what do you what do you call a singlet? In an undershirt or something? No, she, sorry, I skipped a line. She's, I believe in Australia this is the same as our tank top, but in America it's the skin-tight one-piece outfit that wrestlers wear. Right, so they do have singlets, but it's like, <laughs> I guess it's like thong it is a, Now that you say it, it is a funny word. I will singlet. say singlet. Just hearing it, you're like, that is a funny word. Tank top is funny though. I remember watching like American sitcoms and being confused when they would talk about tank tops because it. What, why is it a singlet to me? describes it better like don't you think it like it singlet it hangs (laughs) how how is what you said just then helpful in any way to explain why it's better a tank Tank, top has a specific top you're like well it's a top you wear in a tank it's hot in a tank you probably wouldn't want sleeves like (laughs) that's what i think right you've explained it perfectly I don't know what I was even thinking. Where is a singlet? <laughs> uh, well, that seems a good a point uh, as any to finish up. So, Will, we've only got five months worth of backlogged Patreon messages to get through. We're going to get through all of them. That's our mission. By the end of this year, we'll get through these and then we'll have another year's worth of messages to get through after that. Thank you to everyone, though, on Patreon for supporting us. Um, it's been the one thing that's enabled us to expand the show and do more episodes of stuff this year. Um, and thank you to again to uh, anyone who's just tunes in in general or left a left a review or a like. All of that helps. Uh, but for now, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, and as I always say, hello. Thank you for watching the show. How long? Not long.
Taxi. 